Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, welcome to the I Don't Get a Podcast. Today, we don't get free Britney. I mean, we do and we don't. We understand what the movement is about. Uh, there's a lot of hardcore Britney fans out there who believe that she's really being held against her, kind of against her will um, by her conservatorship and that she is mentally, they're assuming, I think a lot of them, that they that she's mentally sound enough to be able to run her own life, her own finances. Um, a, and maybe some of them also think that she needs a conservatorship, but it needs to be lessened. There's a lot to learn on this, and we're going to kind of keep a neutral perspective, ask our guests for their thoughts and the facts that they know. I don't know that anything can be like a true confirmed fact unless it's like in the legal papers that are out there or we regarding see her conservatorship. Speak out of her own mouth rather than right. people looking for signs through Instagrams or TikToks. Um, but I mean, I stumbled upon this because I was actually watching our guests on the show today on TikTok because he was pointing out cries for help in her TikToks and her Instagrams. And I'm, you know, all about conspiracy theories and so, everything. I'll believe, I'll believe anything if you give me enough proof of it. Our so, guest, uh, our guest, Mars, those, those are what he calls conspiracy theories. He has certain TikToks that he likes to say are facts. And then he has conspiracy theory ones, which have to do with like her Instagrams, which you can't prove that she's like calling out for help. And he wants right. people to know the difference between them. I'm yes. going to let him explain this more, but we do realize that this is a serious issue. Um, it sounds kind of like it could be kind of, it, does it sound like it could be, it's silly that a lot of fans are fighting for, her rights right now. I think it's a beautiful thing. First of all, the first thing I wanted to say when you started the podcast is we haven't even said her full name, which is Britney Spears, oh. <laughs> which is, but, but she's so like, larger iconic, than life yeah. and iconic. She'll always be a somebody that you can just say Britney and you know how she is. She's someone mm -hmm. that most of us, I'm assuming listening, grew up with idolize listen to or if you don't idolize like have appreciated something that she's put out into the world. Mm -hmm. And I think it is, I just think, not only Britney, as we've seen with other celebrities as of recent um, that have been dealing or struggling with whatever they are. I'm not going to name what anyone's struggling with. But if they're dealing with a mental illness or something, I really hope that the media just does a better job of how they portray the headlines. Mm -hmm. I think it's really scary to, you know, I think at, I bring this up because I think at first years ago when Brittany on it, you know, was posting on Instagram, a lot of people would mock laugh. And I think just like you're saying, Ashley, this is a very serious issue. And can you imagine having a mental illness at home and then watching the news or any, any person in the media describe someone that has something similar to you as crazy or unstable mm -hmm. 
like that would make you want to never talk about it or think of yourself as mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm re- so interested to hear what both of these people have to say. I think just like you said, nothing's fact. I think yeah. we're just interested in this. Yeah. Because Lauren, you were saying earlier there was there's been protests for free. Yeah, Brittany. there was a so there is a new hearing to see if Bernie is quote stable enough to like basically run her own life and needing a conservatorship. Um so there's a new hearing and there was a protest today in LA. I'm not sure where, but I think by the courthouse where the hearing is being held. So it's like very under the radar. I think that, that there is a new hearing and that's why this free Britney movement is gearing up because of the new hearing. So it's her mom is getting involved now. Her mom actually tried getting involved a year ago. And prior to that, they were like actually estranged her and her mom. Um, but her mom's been trying to get more involved in, um, you know, her finances, especially over the past year. And when I mean finances, I mean giving Brittany more power over them. Because right now, question, it's a, it's my, very controlled by not just her dad, but also somebody who is a professional conservator. Um, and Mars is going to give us more of this information. But I was just talking before about how, like, I thought this was silly. I also don't want to use the word silly. I didn't think it was silly. Um, but I think that I didn't take it seriously. And over the past 24 hours, I've, as I've been doing research, it's a pretty serious topic. And, and yeah, I just want to say Ashley's put in a lot of like time and work. I keep going back and forth too. No, I'm just saying, I think I really appreciate you like us doing a podcast on this because I think it is serious. And I think maybe people out there that do think it's frivolous or silly or whatever, maybe won't think that after this. Right. 100%. We're not asking you to pick a side. It's just a thing that's happening and we just want to hear about it. We may not pick a side after this. We just want to deliver you like, this is so fun. Like, so we're going to deliver you fair and balanced facts right now. (laughs) Well, we don't know if they're facts, but yeah, fair and balanced opinions, I guess. All right, let's get Mars in here. All right, guys, we have TikTok star and Britney expert Mars Monroe on the line now. Hey, Mars. Hey, what's up? We are just excited to hear from you. So you are the expert. So let's start. <laughs> let's start with the basic facts. What is a conservatorship for those who don't know? Okay, so a conservatorship is a kind of legally binding contract that is usually reserved for people who are extremely elderly, mentally or physically disabled to a degree where they are a danger to themselves or others around them. And usually what it, uh, what it kind of entails is that you give up all of your adult rights to a caretaker. And that can be either, that can, that's usually both financial and then also a personal caretaker. And that could maybe be sometimes be the, the same person or it could be multiple people undertaking different tasks. Got it. I have a question with that. So as an adult, aren't you kind of, it's your prerogative if you lose all your money, it's your Pun intended. You, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, if wow. You, um, <laughs> if you like kind of fuck up your life, like why, and she doesn't seem like a harm to others. So is it just that? What, like, why can't people just live their life and fuck it up on their own volition? 
Um, well, it definitely depends. There are some dire circumstances where I feel like conservatorships are definitely necessary. I will say that there are plenty of countries outside of the U.S. that do not have anything similar to a conservatorship. But I do think that it can be something that's very helpful. I do know people personally who are under conservatorships and who it's very necessary for. Okay. But I think that in Brittany's personal case, that it's something that is... The whole circumstances around, all of the circumstances around the conservatorship are very fishy, I would say. They're, it's mm-hmm. very interesting the way that everything happened and the amount of, of time that this kind of has gone on. I think it's very unusual. And we're so curious to hear all of it from you. Before we do a deep dive though, Mars, can you tell us, give us a little bit of your resume and you know how you came into you know loving Britney and, and being on the side that you stand on? Yeah, well, as far as who I am personally, I'm always the type of person who wants to be on the right side of justice. I always care about um, social justice issues and anywhere that I see injustice, it's important that that you use any sort of platform, no matter how big or small it is, to speak up for what's right. And when it comes to Britney personally, I've loved her since I was like, before I was 10 years old, as long as I can remember, because I feel like in a lot of ways, contrary to popular you know, media belief from the early 2000s, I feel like Britney Spears has always been a really, really good role model in the sense that she's been able for, I mean, for women, she's been able to kind of own her sexuality and be able to present it in a way that is tasteful and talented and, 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 and passionate. Um, and not only that, but I also feel like even when she was under duress, she was still trying to send the message to her fans to be able to be themselves, be who they are. Don't let people tell you what to be, or, you know, how to act or who to be. And I mean, the amount of talent that that woman has in her, you know, in her pinky is, is more than most of us possess in our, in our, in our whole bodies. Um, so I definitely, I definitely have always respected her and, and, and admired what she has believed in and how she's presented herself since I was a child. And that's only grown over time. The reason why I chose to speak out about this issue is because although I've known about it for a while, I was hoping that with the Free Britney movement sparking last year, that things would change. Things would be a little bit different. We would have, we would have some improvement and hopefully she would get some freedom. But when I'm opening up the TikTok app and people are sitting there with you know black eyeshadow all the way around their eyes and they've mm. drawn a gap in their teeth and they're sitting there making fun of this woman who's 38 years old being given copious amounts of antipsychotic medication and has no rights, that's not okay with me. I don't think that it's okay to sit there and mock and bully someone in that way that it cannot speak for themselves. And so I thought it was important to raise awareness for the issue in a way that people who wouldn't normally be kind of uh, exposed to that would see it and and really put things in perspective for those people. And that's the reason why I chose to speak out now about what's going on. So I'm just so excited to talk to you guys one-on-one. Naz here. And you know, I'm here to tell you guys, it's not that fun going to go... It's not that fun going to the grocery store these days. Am I right? So I am actually going to tell you guys about a way that you can skip going to the grocery store and still have a delicious meal full of organic, fresh produce delivered straight to your door. The company is called Sunbasket. I'm sure you guys have seen it on some type of social media platform. The hype is real. I saw it. I got it. And I'm telling you guys, the ingredients are so clean. The produce is so organic. It is so fresh. It is better than how I would have picked it. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to tell you guys right now. I actually struggle with picking produce at the grocery store. Sometimes I'll look at the person next to me and I'm like, oh, what are they? What, which avocado are they picking? They probably know what a good avocado looks like. <laughs> 
week. I sort of just go in and eyeball it and guess. And it's honestly not a way to live. I'm 30 years old. But now I don't even have to worry about that stuff because Sunbasket is delivering the fresh, the best straight to my door. So the meals are so delicious. They have recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more, which I think most of you know is muy importante for me because I have a lot of stomach sensitivities. They make it really easy and convenient. So with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook, which I love, like everything's just ready to go. So you can enjoy a full dinner of organic fresh produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes. I know some of us have a lot of time, but some of us, you know, are just glued to the computer. We have kids or, you know, we have, we're still doing a lot of things. And sometimes being in the kitchen for every meal can be extremely time consuming, not to mention the dishes. Um, Anyway, so no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen, it takes as little as 15 minutes. Each week, Sunbasket will deliver a wide range of meals to choose from. So you can try different dishes. I'll tell you guys my top three faves that I recently got. Poison steak strip lettuce cups with pickled daikon and carrots. I feel very fancy when I'm eating it by myself because, you know, single life. Um, my absolute favorite is the roasted salmon with miso glazed eggplant. I actually really love egg- eggplant. I feel like it's a very underrated thing to eat. And I'm just, I'm on that eggplant train, you know. Also, they have black bean tostadas, Diablo with cabbage slaw and guacamole. Mm, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. You can order any of these meals across from their menu. You can actually skip a week um, if you're not, you know, if you just don't want to cook that week or you can double up on your favorites. It's really simple and easy. There's no like gotchas with Sun Basket. So right now, guys, try Sun Basket. They're offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash get it. Enter our promo code get it at the checkout. Again, that's sunbasket.com slash get it. Enter the promo code get it at checkout for $35 off your order. That's so much money. Again, sunbasket.com slash get it. Enter promo code get it and enjoy a delicious meal. You mentioned at the beginning that you could have multiple conservators. Who are Britney's conservators? Okay, so it wasn't always this way. But as it currently stands, Jamie Spears, Britney's father, is her, is her financial and career conservator. So he is in charge of all of her finances and is also in charge of managing her career as far as that goes. He kind of, co- he kind of co-works that with her business manager, Lou Taylor. Um, so we, you know, in the, in, in the fan base, we call her Lucifer Taylor. <laughs> but, okay, I was um, going to ask, if he, is he liked among the fans? It's a woman. It's a woman. Oh, it's a woman. Lou. But, Lou, yeah. So Lou <laughs> she, she is widely disliked for many reasons. And um, Britney's personal conservator is um, Jody Montgomery, who actually owns or co-owns a fiduciary, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, a firm with her husband. And so they don't have any personal relationship. Uh, Brittany and Jody don't have any personal relationship. But basically at their firm, they specialize in conservatorships and mental health. So... That's kind of that's kind of what we've got going on here. Got it. And so, Mars, how did you? When did you first become aware of this? And where and how do you get all your information? Um, that's a very good question. So, for the longest time, I think that there's this kind of misconception that just because I'm speaking out now, that I'm the only person who has this kind of base information. Most of the information that I included in my original video is public knowledge, and a lot of the fans have known for over a decade. I mean, since this has been put in place, there have been cries for help. There have been um, whispers and rumors and there's been proof and evidence of things going on behind the scenes that are not right. But when 
everyone is on a bandwagon, it's really hard to shift the narrative. I mean, and even to this day, I recently had a very negative experience with the Australian Today Show where I was taken out of context and coached into giving answers about things that I did not include in, in my original prep interview prep. And they manipulated me into thinking that it was going to be something that was from a place that was heartfelt and, and kind. And it was a very big disappointment. And I think that that just speaks to the narrative that is still being perpetrated about mental health to this day. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you've just been a big Britney fan. You've never actually like worked for Britney, right? So, okay. So no, I've never worked for Britney. Um, the base information that I had, like I said, is public knowledge. And most people could find that if they do a little digging. However, since my first video and since the subsequent videos, I have had lots of personal sources reach out to me as well. And right now that I'm not in a place legally or kind of socially with this whole case where I can release that information to you as far as who those people are. Because honestly, if I could, those people would be the ones that we're here that we're here talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. That could, makes sense. Could we talk about the photographer though, who you have uh, sent <laughs> your followers to go look at his profiles? Yes. So um, as, as far as I know, um, a, one of his best friends saw my videos and showed it to him. And he had been in possession of these letters and had leaked them anonymously about a year ago. And um, after seeing the new wave of the movement, he was inspired to finally speak up and, and reveal himself as the source. Andrew Gallery is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tagged me in his original videos uh, where he was reading out the letter and we were in contact on Instagram messages. And I asked him to post pictures of the letter as well so that I could mm-hmm. screenshot them and post them on, on Twitter and transcribe them and all that. So yes, I'm very grateful for Andrew gallery. Um, I do want to say really quickly, I know this wasn't one of the part of the question, but he is doing fine and he has not been approached legally, like to be shut down or anything like that. That's a question a lot of people are asking and mm. he's not getting public statements, interviews at this time, but he's doing just fine. I promise. Mars, <laughs> okay, can you explain I, what the letters are just for people listening? Cause I, a lot of yeah. people listening right now probably have no idea or as deep into it, you know, as, as we are. No, that's totally fine. Um, so Brittany wrote letters around 2008, which was, I think, eight or nine months after the conservatorship was put in place, maybe a year. And she had written these letters in the third person because she was expecting them to be released via mm-hmm. a third party to the media. She was not expecting to, to kind of personally write, to release these letters. But basically, she kind of chronicles her abuse and her fears from within the conservatorship. Um, she talks about the People magazine thread with her ex-husband, Kevin Federline, and how he and her team painted him as the victim when in reality, she was actually manipulated into divorcing him and he and on multiple occasions he refused to see her or his children um as well as how she's been threatened and blackmailed to have her children taken away every time she's voiced her concerns about having no freedom um and she speaks to her own generosity and everything that she's done for her family and the people around her and kind of like slap in the face that she the disrespect that she feels for the way that they've she's been treated in, in return um but these letters were kind of explosive around last year when they were first leaked, but the legitimacy could not be confirmed because there was no source. Mm-hmm. And even though the handwriting was similar, the, whoever wrote the letter was in a rush, it was in a hurry. So there's a few differences. But now that we have a source, we can confirm that they're real. 
why yeah, do- I'm sure it's probably pretty confusing for people reading it to be like, why is it written in third, in third person? person? But it makes total sense. She expected someone to stand there and address like her fans. Sort of. Well, she gave she gave the letter to Andrew and asked him to release it to her fans at some point. But the conservatorship, they actually took the letter from him and destroyed it. And um, so he had made a copy of it before they did that, before they were able to do so. So smart. So quick thinking. Okay. So she was basically creating her own PR statement. Yeah. Basically trying to, because at at this time and that time, um, she has not been able to speak for herself publicly in a way where she can share it with other people. Her communication to the media, to the public, to her fans, and to, I mean, most friends and family she grew up with is very, very, very limited, if not completely and totally dissolved at this point. It's not the best written letter. Do you believe that in 2007, 8, 9, that she really did need to have, she did need to be living under the control of a conservatorship or at least some sort of serious guardian? I personally believe that conservatorship should be reserved for for very extreme cases. And while she did have a very publicized meltdown, and I say that in quotes because a lot of it was manipulated and connived by her team as well as the media at the time. There is evidence that they were planning this conservatorship for at least a few weeks uh, to a month before she was actually put underneath it. And they actually ambushed her with the conservatorship. She did not know she was going to be put under a conservatorship. But um, I don't believe personally that she should have been put under a conservatorship. The reason why she kind of spiraled, which she admits to in the letters to begin with, is because she had been threatened for months by both her business manager and her father, or her business manager's name at the time was Larry Rudolph, and her father, um, to, to have her kids take away, taken away if she did not comply um, kind of professionally with, with what they wanted her to do at that time. And she, I mean, you can hear her own voice. I don't know if you guys can insert the clip, but there is a leaked um, voicemail from her to yes. her lawyers from that time where she actually talks about her concern and you can hear, you know, you can hear how concerned she really is. It is sad. Lauren, you have this thing that you like to do besides scrolling on Instagram and Twitter when you're waiting anywhere. There's like a stat that we wait, like an alarming number of hours a year. Or like even when I'm doing what when I'm watching TV and I'm like, Oh, I'm my mind has a place to wander for commercial time, stuff like that. Yeah. Commercial time. Um, I go to Best Fiends and I play it every night in bed and it kind of just winds my brain down. Um, so I'm not like bombarded with social media. I'm just like literally playing a game with cute little creatures and trying to get as many water droplets in one row as I can. And Hunter and I sit in bed and we look over and see who's farther, how, how many levels we are. So it's a really, really fun game to like play with someone long distance and when you're social distancing. Oh, what I like about it is that there's always a new monthly challenge, so the game's never old. And you can also play it on planes, on subways, anywhere you're not going to have Wi-Fi service. Yes, that's the best kind of game. And there's already 100 million downloads. So everyone, you have to know that it's good if 100 million people have downloaded it and enjoyed it. It's free to download. And Best Fiends updates the game monthly for new levels and events so it never gets sold. Yeah, and you guys just just know when you type it into the App Store or Google Play, it's Best Fiends. It's like Best Friends, but without the R. 
So it's like kind of the new Candy Crush, the new Angry Birds, but I think it's way more fun, more challenging. And visually, and like, really pretty. It It is very cute. Very cute little villains, very cute little fiends, I guess is what you would call them. So if you guys want to get to know the fiends that I play with every night, download Best Fiends, B-E-S-T-F-I-E-N-D-S. Do you have to sign and agree to a conservatorship? Like, how does that even work she did have to sign to it but what would you say would you say it was under her against her will like well he, she he just that. explained that she was yeah they ambushed her at, yeah at the time at the time that that the conservatorship wasn't stated and she had to sign it she was being involuntarily held um they had a lawyer who they appointed um go see her in the hospital while she was being restrained because in the original conservatorship agreements, they do have the right to involuntarily commit her and keep her held with physical, medical, and personal restraints for as long as they feel necessary. But they did have a lawyer um, who has been the same public defender who has been her lawyer all these years um, go see her in the hospital, see her uh, visit her for 15 minutes, then come back to the court and say that she was unfit to A, re- um, uh, withhold her own uh, legal counsel and B to attend the trial herself. Hmm. So she was being held against her will under duress at the time that the conservatorship wasn't stated and at the time that she was required to sign off on it. So there okay. was basically no choice at that right. point. So I want to make this like super clear for people that don't know anything about this like me. So why why all of this, right? Why the conservatorship? Why allegedly is her team doing this to her? Allegedly, with a lot of evidence to back it up, um, this is being put in place and has been held in place for such a long time for the purposes of financial exploitation and having a product of a person to be able to package and sell in a way that is nothing less than perfection and can be kind of it's, it's basically almost like a formula that can be repeated and produced over and over and over again. And that's kind um, of allegedly what, what the purpose of this is. I saw a TikTok. I'm sure you probably saw it. It's um, showing her, re- her real singing voice and she wanted to record an album in her real he voice, it. like Mickey, Mi- Mickey Mouse Club voice. Did you post it? Did you repost it? Or did you react I, to it? You I reacted to it. it. I do edit do it. Edit it. Okay, yeah, yeah. However, there are lots more clips that were not included in that video as well that show her real singing voice, even at live concerts during the Baby One More Time tour in 1999. Um, but it's crazy. So they don't want her to put out an album of her own voice. And that's an example of trying to keep her in control and being this classic Britney product. And, and the reason why that even started to begin with is because she started releasing music at the same time as one of her peers, Christina Aguilera, who naturally, if you go back and listen to her voice, they have very similar, soulful, deep voices. And because they kind of had a similar look, they kind of came from the same show, the same background, they wanted to produce a an artist, an image of an artist that was a little different. And they said, you know, you're not going to sell any records if you sing like this. So they brought in a vocal coach to train her to sing in a different voice than her natural Mm -hmm. voice, which is why her vocal cords are so damaged at this point, because she's been singing with an, with an improper tone. Um, She's not using correct technique and she's singing with the raised larynx. And so over time that destroys your vocal cords and, and antipsychotic medication can give you the, the kind of, um, 
a, a symptoms or effects of a common cold or even an upper respiratory um, infection. Mm. So that's why her vo- her speaking voice as well changes so often. It's because of that as well. I am okay. so thankful you explained why they would have her not use her amazing voice and instead use this, you know, computerized sound. Which I mean is is, is iconic in its own. It is. Way. It is certainly is. Yes. Yeah. However, so iconic. It, it just is kind of the introduction to this lack of freedom and control, mm-hmm, creative right. control. Um, the original doll was actually supposed to talk about how she felt uh, restrained, and it was supposed to be using a little bit more of her deeper, natural, soulful voice. I will say, on her most recent studio album, Glory, that was released in 2016, there are a few tracks where you can hear her kind of a little bit a little bit more stripped back and natural as well as some leaked demos and things like that that you can find. Um, but there's definitely so much, so much evidence of, of at least that point as well. So you mm-hmm. still think he, she can like carry a tune like that, like that, that slowed down version, but it won't no, be as good as she may have been able to continue. If she like, honed that voice yeah. from like 13 on. Yeah. Um, vocal experts have actually said that if she were to go through vocal therapy and training, that she could actually repair her vocal cords um, immensely um, if she were to start singing her proper tone and if she went, she worked with someone specifically for vocal therapy. But unfortunately, they're still at the moment, well, not right now, because actually they're out of gridlock and she refuses to work. But when she's been recording music in the last few years, it's they're still trying to kind of get that voice out of her. And now they've kind of resorted to this... Um, they, they will have her record it and then they'll actually slightly pitch it up. So they'll take her voice and pitch it up in the studio after she's recorded, which gives her this kind of slightly chipmunky sound, yeah. which is a little interesting because it's not even the baby voice now. It's Now it's just kind of a little bit, it almost is like she's a little bit on helium or something like that. Yeah. Not all songs mm. are like that, but they I've seen that many times in the last few years. And it doesn't make any sense to me. So you mentioned original doll. I was hoping that you yeah. could like go into what that is. And then you also, after that mentioned, she's refusing to work right now. So if you could like deep dive into like both of those things. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. There's so much information and I'm so happy to be here to be able to share it with you guys because I think it's so important. But um, so Original Doll was supposed to be an album that Britney was going to kind of chronicle her own personal feelings. She had writing credits, main writing credits on every single song, allegedly. And it's the song that we got, or it's the album that we got um, the single Mona Lisa from. So Mona Lisa is the only song that was officially released that was supposed to be from that era. And there was also a snippet that Britney leaked herself of a song called Rebellion. And the lyrics of that song are very, very haunting. She's, she talks about, you know, she says, don't trust um, the people, don't trust people, people who are closest to you. Um, don't believe them or the voodoo that they do. Um, because Ooh. they'll find in rebellion, they'll try to break you. And, the, you know, the, everyone's yelling, everyone's, you know, everyone's concerned and scared because they know that you're rebelling. And there was, there's still only a snippet of that online to this day. They still, there's still never been a full, a full kind of release of that song. But, um, I mean, even with that song, if I'm not mistaken, um, Britney herself actually had to call into a local radio station and say, hey, I'm Britney Spears. Can I drive to the radio station and play the CD for you? Because they didn't want her to release it. So she played that song. Mm -hmm. She had them play that song on the radio. That was the only time it's ever been played. That kind of just shows, like, how in the past she is kind of, like, mentally, because she's been in, like, a metaphorical prison for so long that she's like, I'm going to call a radio station, you know? Who calls radio stations? Exactly. I mean, because they were like, they, you know, they had the segment where they were like, they were like, okay, we're having a caller in to request songs and Britney Spears calls the radio station so and nuts. asks to come in. 
I mean, and and I mean, I'm sure that made that radio host day, but like mm-hmm. Britney Spears, the biggest pop star almost of all time, female pop star of all time, she shouldn't have to call a radio station to get her song played. Right. She should be able to release that whenever she wants to. And I understand that there are certain contracts that that singers sign when it comes to um, like they have to record a certain amount of records um, with a, with a, with a record company uh, with a label, and there are certain constituents and and things that have to be checked off on. But that is not common for an entire album to be scrapped and rejected because of its content matter. That's mm-hmm. how scared they are. And I mean, and the fact that there's not even been one song besides Rebellion and Mona Lisa leaked at all. They really have this sealed up, locked up tight because obviously it's something that's concerning. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Um, So that's, that's kind of the story with Original Doll. It was supposed to be something super special and personal when it comes to Britney. And I think that Britney's team's response to that was 2013's disaster, Britney Jean, which Britney Jean is an which entire I loved. different... <laughs> what do you think? I said, which she I loved. loved. <laughs> no, no, no. The album itself, the, some of the songs are absolutely wonderful. The reason why it was a disaster is because it was highly, heavily marketed as Britney's most personal album. No, and yes. 80% of the vocals were sang by backup singer Maya Marie. Um, because they basically took the de- the vocals from the demo that Maya had recorded and put it as the main vocals. And you can actually hear on a lot of songs from that album where it switches line to line between Britney's voice and Maya's voice. Now that you say they, it. They had so much... This is, this is how much these people are obsessed with perfection and control. It's the reason why she's also not allowed to sing live. She's not allowed to sing live. She thinks she's singing live because she actually has her microphone on mm. and so she can hear her mic feed in her in-ear monitors as well as the track playing so usually she said in many many interviews that she sings 50 50 so she's got she's singing and then she's got the track because she dances her ass off we all know mm-hmm. that but she's actually not allowed to sing live so she can hear herself in her ears but the actual mic feed is turned way down so it's they they're so obsessed with this kind of like perfect like package that they can they can sell you know, every single night and everything's the same and consistent. There's no there's no room for error here. Um, and th- the same thing went with Britney Jean and, and everyone critically that that album was was trashed by fans, general public, uh, music critics because of the lack of writing credits. There was no personalized song. There were no personalized songs. 
Um, the, even the vocals were from someone else. Um, wow. And there's, there are some videos online where they actually show you the difference between Maya Marie's vocals and Britney's vocals, and you can actually hear the difference. Um, it's just really scary. But that was kind of Britney's team's response to the backlash after Original Doll so many years later. Because we know Original Doll was supposed to be released around 2000 and I believe... Five, six, seven. So the, fo- the follow up to Circus was supposed to be original doll. No, um, no Circus was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand nine ish era, and then Blackout was two thousand and seven. So we have, so we have Blackout, Circus, and then Femme Fatale in two thousand eleven. Oh, Femme Fatale, which was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Femme Fatale was literally like one of her best albums, but so as good. far as era goes, she so was good. so heavily medicated. She was so heavily medicated wow. that that era. If you see her on the, if you see her on the X Factor, if you see her at live performances, she was really zombied out most of the time. Um, mm. I don't know if most people don't know this, but she actually had two dressing rooms for the Femme Fatale tour. One filled with costumes that were cut for her normal weight, and one filled with costumes, same costumes that were cut for her weight when she's bloated because of her medication. Let's so, let's, let's pause here and talk about her mental health. Um, do you guys you alluded before that when she was like having her wild stage 2007 that it was as a result of just the over control of her team do you not only that but also the threatening of having her children taken away which are the oh, yeah. two things she cares about the most in her whole her whole life do you believe that she does have bipolar or at least like an extreme depression disorder or do you think that she's fine do you think that it's just been developed from just the trauma um so many fans will including myself at some point were first to say that britney has never been publicly diagnosed with bipolar disorder because it's not on any documents that we have ever seen or have been leaked however a source close to britney has confirmed to me that she does have bipolar one and she has adhd so I don't have any documentation that I can give you to prove that. Right, yeah. But she does have bipolar one and ADHD allegedly. And if that is the case, my dad has bipolar one and I have ADHD. And I know people who have both of them combined. And those things, if she does have them, should be treated accordingly. That's not the problem. There are fans, fans don't think that she should not be treated or 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 being taken care of because of her mental health issues. That's not the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is giving her the appearance of being mentally unwell because a lot of people don't realize that that an overabundance of antipsychotic medication can give you the appearance of being psychotic. It can give you the appearance of having a manic episode because in one sense it zombies you out and the other sense you're acting completely different from what you're supposed to well, from what you usually would be. You're completely distant, you're not present, you're not responding and that's intentional. It's intentional for for multiple reasons. They the team would want that as an inte- that would be intentional from the team. I feel like you the team would want her to be like at her like most vibrant. And that makes that makes the most sense except when it comes to keeping someone Compliant. under a conservatorship A and B being able to create a robot basically that is complicit and submissive because the the effect that these medications have on her is that she's very kind of like she's beyond mellowed out. I like I mean like slang. She's like zonked out all the time. Literally, she's like constantly kind of in this state of haziness. 
And allegedly she had two days of clarity last year when she was in the mental facility. And one of the nurses was not doing a very good job of making sure she was taking her medication. And so she had two days of mental clarity and that kind of reinvigorated her, her kind of like fight. And then, so that it's really sad. But that's like her only, that's like her, that's her encouragement to continue and to keep going and trying to do her best to get out of the situation. And so um, Mars, what are some of the figures? I feel like you've shared figures and I don't know if they're through your videos, but like monetary wise, what is, what, what's everyone making around her? So um, her team, I believe they make upwards of. And how much is she million- allowed? Sorry. I also wanted to know that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, in 2018, she made $34 million alone. Um, her net worth is right, widely reported as $59 million, which doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. considering the fact that literally she just like her assets from one year were worth $34 million. Which wasn't even in her prime. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, this woman since 2008 has released 24 fragrances and an intimate collection of lingerie that she went on a press tour for. She's been on world tours to Europe, Eastern Asia, South America, North America, um, and, um, and even to Hawaii and has had a residency that was the number one best rate, highest rated residency in Las Vegas, as well as slot machines, merchandise, everything. So it's not like she's not making money as well as royalties and residuals. Um, but anyways, so she made $34 million just 18. She has a yearly budget, uh, personal budget of $87,000. To do, um, like, what with? So, obviously, it doesn't count with, like, mortgage, right? So, this is, like, if she wanted to go so shop like on Rodeo money. Drive, she'd have 78000 Which she doesn't do. Which she can't. Because she knows that, yeah. she I knows that her budget can. is so restricted that she shops at Target. Oh. Okay, so... She, wait, wait. Finish the money. Can you finish the money? How much is it? Yes, 87000 so much information. I'm sorry. I'm trying to <laughs> sit here and go through it. But so, she, so she has $87,000 a year to spend, personally. Now she spends between it's reported around fifty five thousand dollars, but it's basically forty between forty and sixty thousand dollars that she spends every year, to, or every month towards Kevin Federline, her ex husband, um, for child support. And allegedly, well, actually not allegedly, because you can actually look it up and see Kevin Federline is not he's not working. He's not employed. Yeah. <laughs> Neither is his partner, um, and he has a few other children to take care of as well. So he's yeah. basically increased the original $20,000 a month to between 40 and 60,000. So basically in 2 months she spent over the amount of money that she's allowed to spend in a year on herself. Um wow. and her manager alone makes between 1 and 3% of her yearly earnings. Her father earns over $100,000 a year just for being a part of the conservatorship. And that's not including the business side of things that he also helps manage as well, along with Lou Taylor and TriStar. If Lou Taylor is as evil as they, as the fandom thinks that she is, why is she the representation for so many other clients in the industry like Gwen Stefani? Um, she owns TriStar, Ariana, right? She owns TriStar. Yeah. I mean, let's think about it. Um, Ariana Grande's manager is reportedly one of the, Scooter Braun is reportedly one of the cruelest, most heartless, path, you know, you know, kind of like sociopathic people in the music industry. And yet he has so many clients that he manages and makes millions of dollars a year. That's a great point. He, uh, he tried to buy almost all of the rights to Taylor Swift's music. Right. And I believe that mistreatment and, and unkind people in Hollywood is not a new trend. 
I don't think that's something that is, that is, that's a new idea. And the fact that, that um, Lou Taylor owns a multi-million dollar corporation speaks a lot to the reason why she has so many clients the way that she does, because regardless of her means, she clearly knows how to make a buck or millions of those. Um, she actually attempted to do the same thing to Lindsay Lohan around the same time. She basically tried to get in bed with Dina Lohan and convince her to put Lindsay in rehab long enough for them to take out an emergency conservatorship against her so that Lou could manage her career without any restrictions. And um, Lindsay Lohan's father was actually one of the people, the only reasons why it didn't go through, he made a public statement and talked about, um, he talked about the fact that that was, trying, that was going on and he did his best to keep it from happening. Um, but it, it, it seems that Lou has attempted multiple times to create a career out of basically putting people on house arrest and then managing their career. Wow. Um, so the, this new found hashtag free Britney movement, do you think it's stirring up again because of the video she's been putting out on TikTok and Instagram? And that's what's causing the concern for people? I don't think so because the co- type of content that she's been posting is stuff that she's been posting for the last year and a half, two years. Yeah, yeah. It's not exactly the same. And obviously it's different depending on the day, but the same type of content um, essentially is being posted on social media um, from that time. I think a lot of it has to do with the newfound kind of, uh, kind of refreshment as far as the fans go and encouragement. I definitely think that the court date that actually was today had a lot to do with, um, the new kind of resurgence of everything, but I definitely am very grateful to be a large proponent of the new wave of the movement. I do think it died down uh, after around, uh, January, February. So what is this new court date? Can you sort of explain us what's happening today? Obviously, everyone will be listening to this next week. Yeah, and is Brittany yes. present? Um, what would you say? Is Brittany present at the court? She is not at the court. Uh, she has, it's a remote appearance. So she is oh. being, it is like basically live streamed to the court. It is a closed court. So there is no media. There's no press. There's no, there's no kind of like bystanders or anything like that. But it basically is her court hearing today to have her conservatorship reevaluated. And so they're kind of taking her in, evaluating her mental state, being like, okay, so should we continue this contract? Is it necessary or should we dissolve it? Um, I do have good word that some very big things are coming and there is some sort of freedom that's coming very soon. Wow. Um, and that's, that's all that I can say okay. about that. And that's not, that's not, following the court proceedings today that was information that i received this morning and last week okay all right when when do you think we'll all get to find that out um i think that everybody should be checking their social media the next few weeks (laughs) Um, for sure i that well here's my thing yeah here's my thing allegedly a lot of ndas are expiring very soon okay and there are going to be a lot of bombshells information. There are also some very special projects and some people who are working very hard behind the scenes to raise awareness for this issue. So even if this does not have the outcome that we all hope it does Mm. there, trust me, this is not going to be an issue that goes away anytime soon. If justice does not prevail. Now this, this reason that they got to court 
this week. Is that because the conservatorship like has a certain expiration or like renewal date? Or does this have to do with her mom getting more involved? No, this has nothing to do with Lynn. Uh, they did go to court last year as well um, to kind of plan a date for everything to be re- uh, reevaluated. Um, Jody Montgomery was supposed to be Britney's personal caretaker until I believe January or February of this year. And clearly that's been extended. So every conservatorship kind of has a kind of expiry slash renewal date. And it's supposed to last a certain amount of years. It was supposed to be a temporary conservatorship to begin with. And it was supposed to last a maximum of two years. But as we've seen, it's lasted six times that amount. So um, and actually, one of the judges that 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 overlooked the case the first time was actually disbarred due to separate malpractice on a different case. So oh, really? Oh, you yeah. would think they would reveal all of those cases again when he was disbarred. Wow. But anyway, I, um, continue, continue. Oh, I wanted to know, I wanted to go back to something. I don't know if we actually got into Mars, and that was when you mentioned that she's actually refusing to work right now. What do you know yeah, about, about that? Yeah, that you can tell us. Um, so sorry, there's a little bit of a delay. So I'm sorry if I'm cutting you off. No, like, no, you're good. To, like, listen and find the mess that I No, can. totally. So um, are we every week. <laughs> so basically they are at a standstill and a gridlock with Brittany. And they have been for a few months now. Last year, there was a physical altercation that occurred between Jamie Spears, her father, Brittany's father, and her two children, one of her children specifically, um, where he allegedly broke down the door physically and violently shook him. And that was just one of many altercations that happened behind the scenes. Um, Just as a side note, Jamie Spears has actually been admitted to rehab due to alcoholism and has been known to have a a serial alcohol problem. Um, It was funny because in 2005, it was Brittany and Kevin Federline who were driving, you know, Jamie home from from, um, rehab. And then two years later, he's involuntarily holding her against her will in rehab. So, Hmm. um, but I will say that there is common knowledge that basically she has 30% custody of her kids following that kind of physical altercation because of the restraining order that was taken out against Jamie on behalf of the kids from Kevin Federline. So, and because Brittany spends so much time, she has to spend so much time with her father because he's her conservator, that cut down her custody time to 30%. And, but allegedly she has actually signed away a hundred percent of custody of her kids to Kevin Federline because since 2007 and before that has been the main thing they've kind of dangled over her head to get her to jump through hoops is her children. Um, and so she decided, she's like, this is the hardest thing I'm going to ever have to do, but I, I need to put my foot down and I need to try to make as much of a difference as I possibly can. So she's refusing to get in the studio. She's refusing to do any sort of physical work. She's staying at the house, which, by the way, is kind of like a military bunker right now. But um, she's refusing to work because at that point, she knows that the only thing they can do is hurt her or kill her. Literally, that's literally mm-hmm. the only thing they can do at this wow. point. Um, they're, they're barely even being able to get her to take her medication. So... Okay. Who lives in the house with her? We know we have cutie patootie boyfriend. And is it which just actually, him living at the house? Which I'd like you, to like know more about, about the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I feel really bad for bullying Sam, first of all, because there it was kind of widely thought that Sam was one of Brittany's handlers. And it's widely due to the fact that in, in the past, 
Britney's relationships have almost been sort of transactional because there have been partners and boyfriends that have been kind of on payroll or who have been kind of honorarily appointed as a handler or an attendant or someone to monitor her. And so, especially when it comes to a popular fitness influencer who lives in LA and is constantly growing his status and is a male model and about to be on a TV show and all of the past evidence, like Britney's, um, Britney's ex-boyfriend, David Lucado, he actually made a public statement saying that he wanted to marry Britney but wasn't going to do so until she was released, until her conservatorship ended and until her, her residency at Las Vegas ended. And after that public statement, he was never allowed to directly contact her again. So just based on everything that has happened in the past and the amount of money that Kevin Federline makes off of her a month, why would it be any? Why would it be a reach at all that right. Sam is, is is on payroll? Especially because of the videos I was being sent literally hundreds of times a day of him saying "smile, smile" in the in the in the video, or being mm-hmm. like "kiss me, kiss me" on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Because you know, even outside of a conservatorship, that's a little bit narcissistic, and it can be it can be seen as a, as controlling or even abusive. It can be telltale signs of abuse. So definitely. I was very concerned about that. So I made two videos, just posting those videos, being like, oh my God. And the day I posted my second video was the day that Sam released his public statement, which basically said, when you see someone on TV, when you see someone on Instagram, you don't really know them. You don't really know what they are, or you know what, who they are, what they do, or really anything about them. And I appreciate your concern. However, this is the last line that really got me. He said, you're putting basically says me along the lines of you're putting your energy into canceling the wrong person. Mm. And the reason why that stuck out to me was because if he was, if he was being, if he was in charge of suppressing and shutting down free Britney media and rumors, why would he imply that there is someone at fault? Why would he imply that there is someone that is kind of to cancel here? Mm. I think that that's kind of egging people on to deflect their energy elsewhere which people could say, oh, he's just defending himself and he's just trying to get the energy off of him. But that caused me to reach out to my sources, three of them, that I had never asked them about Sam before. Because I, you know, I just t- took an educated guess and we all were kind of under the impression that he was on payroll because it made sense. It's the first time I ever asked. And all three people who do not know each other and do not speak to each other gave me the exact same answer about Sam. Okay. Which is that Sam loves Britney. Hmm. Allegedly, Britney and Sam want to have a baby together and want to get married. And Sam is the only person who was consistently around her, who was on her side and has her best interest in mind. He's basically her guardian angel. So So, the reason why he's seen in those videos saying smile or, or, or kiss me is because he wants to make her look normal to the media when she's not present. She's clearly out of it and she's depressed. And he wants to make her look stable because, the, I mean, what better place to have yourself, you know, your 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 emotional and physical state documented than at a red carpet event when the paparazzi are literally in a wall there screaming at you, taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I got chill. I got full body chills because it put everything in perspective for me. And it was the most shocking news that I had heard in a while. But... <laughs> Jamie Spears hates Sam. Okay, that was my question. Yeah, how much does the team hate him and want to get rid of him? Wait, so so he is her actual boyfriend? Yeah, boyfriend. Which is what you're saying, right? He's not on payroll, no. to your knowledge. Mm-mm. Okay, got it. We just kind of all assume since everyone else has right. has been or right. had some like you know what show sort is he going to be on? Contractual obligation. 
Yeah, you would think. So. What'd you say? What show is he going to be on? You said that he was going to be on TV. I'm not sure. You might have oh. to look at his Instagram for that information, but oh, okay. he definitely posts all about it all the time. I mean, but I don't fault him for that because that's his job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How did they have him, him? How did they have him come and go? Like, I feel like no, I that. Wanna, com- I want to talk about the compound and like who is able to come in and out. I feel like Brittany obviously isn't allowed to come in and out on her own. That's what I was about to discuss next. Okay. So, so basically, her her home is like. A compound, like a military compound right now. So, um, so Jody Montgomery, I've been told, is staying a lot with Brittany, spending a lot, a lot, a lot of time there with her physically, which she is required to check in and required. So Jody Montgomery is basically in charge of Brittany's medical and personal affairs. So all of Brittany's medical treatment she oversees, and she's also kind of she's also kind of responsible for taking care of Brittany in her life. But she's been spending a lot of time staying there at the house with Brittany. So we've got Jody Montgomery. We've got Cade, who is actually one of Brittany's closest friends, who she actually met through her ex, Jason Trawick, who she was with during the femme fatale era, during like, during like 2011, 2012, who was allegedly physically abusive to her. Oh, I, um, I always thought he seemed wonderful. <laughs> I, you know, you have to do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I can't tackle everything right now. <laughs> I always, no, I always thought he would look like a creepy old man, but that was just me personally. Mm-hmm. But, um, but so, so Cade, she actually met through Jason, and so she's friends with, with Cade. So Cade is spending almost all his time at the house as well. So we've got Cade, we've got Jody Montgomery, we've got Jamie who comes in and out. He's just there. He comes and goes, whatever. Brittany, I think Brittany at this point probably despises him, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Um, he is there quite a lot. And then we've got three bodyguards that have been hired by Jamie to keep Brittany from leaving the house or driving. So the, there was a picture that was posted. It was like, I think it was literally the day after that bullshit TMZ article dropped. And it was, and it was Brittany driving in this white car. And it's the same car she was seen driving last year whenever they were trying to make it look like she's allowed to drive as well. But, like, we've never seen her in that car. Like, it's the, it's the car she's always seen, like, driving. But it's also the car that we always see someone with her, in, in the car with her. And so that guy, one of the guy that was in the passenger seat was one of the bodyguards that's been hired by Jamie to stay at the house full time. So, and then, obviously, we've got Sam. So here's the deal with Sam and, and, and this whole quarantine Britney situation. They did not want Sam to quarantine with Britney. Jamie hates Britney. Here's my personal opinion. I don't have any evidence to back this up. This is my personal opinion. I believe that Sam is allowed to have visitation rights with Brittany because he knows some things that he's not supposed to know and has threatened to break his NDA, which clearly Mm. that would cause him a lot of legal trouble. But at the same time, it would be a very, very hard thing to cover up at that point if Sam did come out and say something. But I don't think it would benefit Sam or Brittany for him to break his NDA, and here's why. Britney's team is compiled up and has connections with some of the largest, most important people on the West Coast of the United States. They have control over media. They have control over legal counsel. They have control over people in the music industry, people um, who are around Britney personally. And if Sam comes out and makes a statement, they have 10 people to come back in Mm -hmm. and and make statements that, that that contradict that, A. And B, they would sue his ass off for defamation and slander. I already know they would, and for breach of contract. So basically, 
it would just not benefit. I mean, he wouldn't be allowed to see Britney at that point. So I think, so this is what happened allegedly. So Jamie was like, or Sam was like, I want to have a baby with Britney. But Britney's not allowed to have children without permission. So wait, so do they put her on birth control? They have, well, first of all, that type of antipsychotic medication, when you're taking heavy doses of it, it limits your ability to conceive anyways, but it would not surprise me if they do have her on birth control. I'm just saying like, they do have all medical totalitarian control Mm. over her. So if she were to get pregnant even, which I don't think that her and Sam are allowed to have that kind of time together, but if she, if she were to get pregnant, they do have the authority to treat that in any way they see fit. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to oh, get myself nice. in trouble. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. But yeah, wow. so. I, I didn't realize that a conservatorship had that much legal power over a person on whether or not they well, could have a kid. Here's the thing. It's like part of the reason why she's put on the conservatorship is because she's a, she can't take care of herself. She can't take care, care of others. So technically, if she were to have a kid and she was mentally unstable and kind of disabled at this point, she would not be able to take care of that child. When you lay which, it out, when you lay it out, it makes sense. Like it totally yeah. makes sense. I guess just in my head until it came out of your mouth, Mars, I was like, oh, wow. That's a yeah. lot. Um, can I ask you, oh, sorry, am I cutting you off? Do you have more? I just want to finish about yeah, yeah. Sam really Yeah, quickly. we keep cutting you because there's so much. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I know, but okay, so, so basically Sam came to Jamie and was like, hey, I want to have a baby with Brittany. We want to get married, want to stay together permanently, That's like right. whatever. And, yes. and Jamie was like, no, <laughs> like, that's not happening. Sorry. And so Sam was like, well, then I'm leaving because I'm not going to sit here and allow, like, I can't sit here and watch you mistreat this woman every day and not give her any sort of freedom in return for like, I can't sit here and, and let this happen and be around it and see it every day. And so then Jamie goes, well, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I will help fund your next, your next professional endeavor and I will pay you a very large amount of money if you stay and actually get on payroll and help monitor her. Plot and twist. Sam says, and Sam says, hell no, oh. you are messed up. I'm not going to take money to abuse and allow the abuse of someone that I love. But at that point, it kind of put things in perspective for Sam. And he was like, these people are literally he needs to willing. be there. Yeah. These people are literally willing to do anything to keep this quiet. So then he, he kind of like counter threatens them and is like, well, no, but if you don't let me see her, I'm going to break my contract and I'm going to expose you and basically tell everybody everything that they already know. So Sam is basically trapped almost as much so as Brittany. And obviously Sam has personal freedom because he's not under a conservatorship. However, he cannot fight treatment. He can't fight medication. He can't fight what's going on. All he can do is try to be there as much as possible and protect her in the best way that he can while she's under duress. It's really like it's really like a Romeo and Juliet type situation. Like mm-hmm. it, it is the most drama, except it's real at right. this point. And so they're both kind of entrapped in this in this situation. This is insane, but it's also, you know, when I when I hear you talk about this so passionately too, it's it's also something that we're not, it's not such a foreign concept. If you've seen A Star is Born, we've seen this trope no. happen in movies go down a lot, you know, where someone gets famous and, and a musician sort of turns into everything that they're not. They turn into a money-making machine. So I don't yeah. think any of this is that foreign of a concept when we take a look yeah. at history and, and oh, yeah. other famous musicians on the same level as Britney. Oh yeah. There are two, there are two quick things just as like a, I don't want to call myself a mild Britney fan. I'm definitely a Britney fan. I'm just not diehard, <laughs> but there are two things just in life that I wanted to ask you about since you're here. I wanted to oh, know my- your thoughts on 
when she shaved her head. And I Can also I actually have input on that when yeah. you're done. Yeah, to- go ahead, Lauren. Sorry. Am I like cutting off? My input on the shaving the head thing is, I, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently a week before Brittany actually shaved her head, she was talking to a hairstylist and the hairstylist was evaluating her hair and was basically like, girl, you, the only way to salvage this is if you shave your head. And that's actually a very normal thing that a hairstylist will tell you. And she saw the opportunity to shave her head because she had to shave her hairs. Because you know? it was so That's bleached and over damage, over over so processed and damage. Yeah. So it wasn't that crazy if you were. She was already considering doing it. It wasn't like spur of the moment. And and not only that, but there were a few other kind of things that went into that as well. So we have that, which is very true. However, also um, she was tired of people controlling and touching her that was kind of the words that were coming out of her mouth that time it's like i'm tired of people touching me don't like i don't touch me like don't like don't mess with me i mean you even think a couple years back kylie jenner got in so much hot water because she was being followed they were you know she was leaving an event she had bodyguards around her and this girl kept like being like can i take a picture with you and she was like please don't touch me you know what i mean it's a very common thing among celebrities where they just feel like so claustrophobic and so people would like the paparazzi and everyone they would like you know they would all be behind like oh let me get it let me touch her let me touch her and she's got this kind of like long mane of extensions and you know and and it's it's allowing people to really get their hands on her and 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 kind of get access to her and, and violate her personal space and that's something she had been saying and she her it's almost like her her personal protection team was not doing their job intentionally because it allowed for paparazzi to it to infiltrate such a short to the, such a small circle like they had shit 20, 20 cars following her every day, every day when she would leave the house because people from her team would specifically tell them where she was going. Hmm. But, um, but anyway, so she goes, so she goes to this salon the day this event happens. It was the night. It was around like the evening time. And she says, I want you to shave my head. Like, I want you to shave my head. And the lady says, no, the lady's like, no, I'm not going to shave your head. I'm not going to do that. So that's why Brittany took the clippers herself and was like, then F you, like, I'm going to shave my head because that's what I asked you to do. I was going to pay you for it. You're not going to do it. I've been wanting to do this. I need to do this for myself. And she shaved her own head. I mean, and unfortunately, it was in a space where there's big windows in the front of the store and there were paparazzi everywhere to capture capture the, 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 the moment. Um, and they turned it into this thing where she kind of lost her mind because she shaved her head. I don't know about you. I mean, I shaved my head like a year and a half ago. I looked great. I mean, I, I didn't think she looked bad with, you know, bad bald. Yeah. Um, but I just think like people are being paid to perpetrate the narrative that their employers want them to. I mean, it's widely, widely known that TMZ has a contract with Britney's team. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys even read the article that TMZ released a few days ago, but it was basically like, Britney's completely unstable. She can't take care of herself. She's going to have a conservative ship for the rest of her life because her meds stopped working and they, you know, she, she, she's, she's crazy. And like, they have wow. no public, no personal statements and no evidence to back this up. Wow. And if you know anything about TMZ, they are the first people to hype up and egg on a, a conspiracy, anything that's going to cause mm. drama and bring attention to something because that's the kind of tabloid news that they are. So why is it that they're shutting down this, conspir- this conspiracy? Why is it that they're shutting down this movement with no evidence, no leaked documents, nothing of the sort? I just, I just we're, expecting, we're expecting to believe them. It's really funny because I filmed the podcast that I mentioned that on three days before the article dropped. Mm. So even though I know that this has like basically been completely implied, but I do just want to ask the question. 
even though we it seems as if she is overly drugged we do think that she is coherent enough to know what's going around going on around her is fucked up yes definitely so okay definitely so she has been communicating in the best that she can with people she knows personally she gets very limited phone time and allegedly has had phone calls with close family friends while people have stepped out of the house for a few minutes around 20 minutes bawling her eyes out you know just not knowing what to do feeling helpless but basically she actually sent a text message out this morning to somebody and she said i and so many other people are about to get in trouble today but i don't care i'm excited and she said that today so that's crazy so um so she definitely is aware of what's going on and she definitely knows what's up she actually so she did not see my video by the way she did not see my video Um, how do you know that because somebody who has direct contact with her told me that yeah so so she did not see my video but she heard about my video and was told on the phone about my video which is why she posted the Mars post on Instagram to so begin with. That's okay, what I wanted to get that? into. So I know that you don't love the fact that your conspiracy theories get more attention than the actual facts that you have been giving us for at least the past 50 minutes. But are yeah. you comfortable in like spending a couple minutes explaining what you call as conspiracy theories? Yeah. As, and, as long and what as this I, post is about? I, I didn't know about that. As long as it's not the focus, I'm totally fine with okay. that. Um, I basically... So there have been quite a few messages that have been sent um, through social media. Um, actually, I don't know if you guys saw, just a couple hours ago, um, Britney's makeup artist from 2006, well, she's been her makeup artist multiple times, but she was her makeup artist during the sl- on the Slumber Party set music video when Sam actually was, a, Sam was there too. That's how they met. Oh. Britney and Sam met on the set of Britney's Slumber Party music video because mm. he was the model in the video. Mm. But basically... Um, so the makeup artist actually came out a couple hours ago and confirmed that Britney does send her fans messages via social media. She was like, I, she was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I did. So, oops. Um, mm. But I've also heard from from multiple sources that she does know what's going on and she tries to send the best messages that she can while they're being encoded and encrypted because everything she posts on social media has to be approved. So she can't say anything blatantly. There's this. That was something that kind of pissed me off about the Today Show is that they said Britney has control of her social media. No, she doesn't. She doesn't have control over social media. She can record videos and take pictures and she can sometimes choose her captions, but it's a mixture of posts from her and posts from the team and everything that she that she chooses has to be approved as well. And sometimes they post without her knowledge anyways. She can't read comments. She can't DM. She can't go live. She can't, you know, she can't do a lot of things. Um, and so they confirmed that she does send messages the best way that she can via Instagram. And so did the makeup artist as well. So it's been confirmed by multiple sources, but I don't have any documentation that I can give you that proves that. So that's the reason why it's considered a conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. but some of the greatest solved crimes have come out of conspiracies. So I'm not, I'm not ashamed of them. Um, Only for this, only for the sake of just, you know, being discredited in the media. That's the the reason why it bothers me. But real quick, I, Mars, have- I, I wanted to ask you just because we're on the topic of Instagram posts. Most yeah. recently, when she said that her gym burned down, I feel like that line got turned and twisted into a million different theories. So can you just give us your thoughts yeah. on that real quick while we're on this specific topic? Yeah, give me one second. Give me one second. Sorry. <laughs> um, so 
Basically, there were a couple different theories about that post. So some people think that it was a ploy from her team to actually say that she burnt her gym down, to say basically that she's unstable, to give a public documentation record of her being unstable, or, so it was like, it was a coerced statement, or that she intentionally burnt her gym down. A, one, either for, like, in an act of rebellion, or B, in, in a ploy to escape. So, mm-hmm. because if the fire department has to be called, she has to get out of the house because the house has to be evacuated for the fire. So if she's stepping outside of her house, that's her means of escape. So there were a couple things that, there are a couple theories about that post. I personally have never input my own personal opinion about that post um, mm-hmm. because I think there are, are quite a few other things that are a little bit less far-fetched, but I do understand that, that has been something that has been the topic of conversation for a while. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely get that, but I don't have any personal opinion on that. I can't speak on that, but what I can speak on is, um, I can speak on her use of roses as far as pictures of roses on, on her Instagram. And historically roses actually represent confidentiality and secrets. So if you go back to ancient Rome, they've actually put, uh, put roses, place roses at the doorway when someone inside a house or in a room was having a serious or confidential private conversation as kind of like a way to say, Hey, you can't come in. This is serious. This is private. You know, come back later, whatever. So she posts a lot of roses, but under one of the roses, she actually, um, she actually um, has a quote from the author Arundhati Roy. And the quote says she had um, flowers in her, she wore flowers in her hair and had secrets in her eyes. Mm-hmm. And it is a quote from the debut novel of Arundhati Roy entitled The God of Small Things. The next line of that quote actually says, she spoke to no one. Um, But on top of that, if you actually read the synopsis and the summary of that novel, it mimics and parallels Britney's life to an alarming degree. The main character um, has an abusive father and a long-suffering mother. And in means to escape, she leaves, moves to another city and tries to marry a man so she doesn't have to go back. The man that she marries is physically abusive to her and actually tries to pimp her out to his boss. She has two children and escapes the marriage by returning home to find that her abusive father has died. So that's just a little bit of that of that Ooh, novel. Some of that novel. Wow, Mars, we do to have to least. we do have to wrap with you soon and get our next guest on. But I, I, if you're willing, would love for you to explain the Mars picture that she posted and the help uh, possible that was written on her arm. Okay, so, um, sorry. So, um, the Mars post was basically, she, she posted a picture of the sunset, which was taken from Google Images, by the way. It was not a picture she took herself, which is a common theme among Brittany. She, take, she takes a lot of pictures offline and then posts them, posts them whatever. But the caption um, was talking about how she, the sun was so bright and so red, almost like Mars. And so, allegedly, according to my sources, that was in reference to the video that went viral, the original video that kind of re-sparked the movement. But I, that's actually not the part I want to focus on. The part of that, because I, I don't want to say anything about that that's going to like get me in more hot water with other people. And I don't, I don't, I'm not taking credit for this. You know what I mean? But the rest of the caption, um, she, says, she says, I heard on the news today about a new planet called Planet Nine. And then she says, I wonder what's on this planet or is it a planet at all? So it almost is like at the very end that she's alluding to the fact that she's not speaking about an actual planet at all, but speaking of something that has the same name. 
name. So okay, I'm not sure yeah. if you're familiar with Rose McGowan, but Rose McGowan actually was the whistleblower for the Harvey Weinstein case mm-hmm. and was the basically the she basically founded the the Me Too movement. Um, so she recently released an album entitled Planet Nine that's a healing album for victims of assault and abuse. Um, and it came out like a week, a few days to a week before this post on Instagram. As well as all of the rose posts, all of the pictures of roses as well on her Instagram. Mm. In her um, video of her da- spinning around with the roses, the bouquet of roses. Yeah, okay. And she walks across the screen in that video nine times, which is actually nine is the number for SOS and Morse code. But mm. um, so the other post I want to talk about before we go is the, there's two. There's one where she has the hat and she's moving the hat across her face. And um, she's pointing to something on the hat that's like looks like little scribbles. So if you zoom in on the video, you screenshot the video and you flip it around, I trace the letters and most, a lot of people did too. It says help upside down. Like literally she's pointing to the hat while she's holding the hat moving across the thing. Mm-hmm. And if you zoom in and screenshot it, it says help in tiny little letters. Um, and then also the last post, I even think, before was, you did that whole like flip and, and stuff, I go, that says help. And then yeah. I watched the rest of your video. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They, you can definitely see them. And then um, she posted a, a, a caption. It was just a random photo that she had already that had already been taken previously. And the caption said, "The caption said, I made cherry muffins today." It doesn't really matter what the caption said. There was this long caption, and then there's only two words in the caption that are capitalized. Mm. One is the word "bite." And the last line was also capitalized, which is God bless you all in all caps. So BITE is actually an acronym that's used in uh, cult mind control. So BITE stands for behavior, information, thought, and emotional control. It's a model that's used to brainwash victims of cults. So in that caption, that long caption, the only two words that are in caps are um, BITE and, and then God bless you all at the very end, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but yeah, that's basically the whole deal with her Instagram. There's there's quite a few things that um, people have been concerned about when it comes to her um, her Instagram account. And like I said, I've had people confirm that there are people who are trying to, or she is trying to send as many subliminals as she can um, with without being explicit. Wow, that help one's pretty undeniable. The help at one is kind of undeniable. So Lauren yeah, mentioned, good job. Lauren mentioned when we lost you that people were like, wear yellow if you need help. And then she wore yellow in the next video. How do you feel about that? Um, I was actually, I was forced to give an answer about that in my Today Show interview. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> Sorry. I, no, 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 no. It's just, I think, I don't think it's fair for them to be like, okay, wear this color, wear this color, wear this color. And then all of a sudden, like, obviously one of the colors she's going to wear in her video is going to match up with something in the comment section from the previous video. I do think that if one of them was legit, the only one that would have been legit was the first one, the yellow, the yellow comment, because that was before everyone started oversaturating the comment section with different colors for her to wear. So I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's effective for them to sit there and and say like, oh, she wore this color. So therefore, you know, she she's she's listening to us because she doesn't have access to her comments. The only reason why she's even seen comments enough to be able to make posts responding to them is because she's been told what they say by either Sam or we're assuming her friend Kate. Mars, have you ever met Brittany? No, I wish. I saw her in 2015 in Las Vegas for her piece of me residency. I was in the pit in the front row. She winked at me and <laughs> oh. high five. 
And it's literally like my favorite moment ever for my birthday because my birthday's next month. Oh, well, happy uh, early birthday. I just want to thank, thank you. you. And I'm, I'm so sorry you had a bad experience on Australian Today Show. I don't think anybody should ever have a bad experience or feel like, you know, they weren't prepped for something. I think it's very admirable that you're trying to get this message out there and, and help this woman that you've never even met. Um, and I honestly can't. I personally, I just can't thank you enough for coming on. And I'm excited to find out what you say we will allegedly find out about very soon. Yes. Uh, so this yes. has been fascinating. Yes, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Coming. I can truly tell you that like of the past hour, over an hour you've been talking to us and I've just been glued to everything mm-hmm. you've been saying. It's been really fascinating. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to take a deep dive on everything you're saying. And if this is all like comes out to be true fact, like this is just the most heartbreaking thing ever. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, and even without, without the stuff that I've provided and things that you can find online, there's, you can see the physical and, and, and kind of emotional change between even the last few years, things have gotten so much worse and and it's just gotten progressively worse every single year, every second of the day. So that's why I think it's so important that we continue talking about this and using our platforms, because this truly is a woman's life at stake. This isn't a joke. This is something that's that's very serious, and 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 you know your words could be the 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 last kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back that really really that really makes the difference. And I think we're all working together to create a difference. So I'm very honored and humbled to be a part of that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye, Mars. It was fun talking to you guys. Yeah. I enjoyed it so much. Oh, well, thank oh, you. That's really really nice to hear. Thanks, Mars. Bye. Bye. You guys have a great night. You too. Bye. You too. All right. Well, from one person who wants us to, you know, spread the message, the word, use our platforms to one person who thinks that we shouldn't be discussing this at all. Um, we have. Cele- oh, no. No, we have celebrity hairstylist Justin Anderson, who does Margot Robbie and uh, Jennifer Aniston's hair. He's a pretty big deal. He's best friends with Kristen Cavallari, and he's coming on the pod right now. Has he done Britney's hair? No, he's always wanted to. Oh, oh, I remember that. Okay. Hey, Justin. He's sitting there with his cute Britney shirt on. Tell us, <laughs> tell us about <laughs> your thoughts on this um, re- resurgence in the free Britney movement. You know, it's so funny. I feel like it's because I'm such a Britney Spears fan and I have so much fun talking about her on Instagram because I've been a fan since I was in high school. You know, funny fact, Brittany and I are basically the exact same age. So it's like, I feel like I've grown up with her. I've been a fan forever. And so on Instagram, I talk about her all the time, my love for her. And whenever this stuff starts to happen, everyone starts messaging me constantly saying, Justin, speak out about this. And I think also because, you know, my job doing hair, I work with really big celebrities. And so people are always like, you must have a connection to Britney. You need to speak out on this. So I get brought into it a lot. And I do have like a really big opinion that is fact-based. I know a lot of people who are connected to Britney. And I I do know a lot, but I'm not going to go into super, super facts. But I'll be very honest about what I know and why I think that this whole free Britney movement is actually super, super damaging if you are a fan of Britney. Go for, go for it. Tell <laughs> go us, for it. Tell us whatever you this. feel comfortable revealing. So what I feel comfortable revealing is I feel like, here's the thing. You, you know, being around celebrities like I am, and I'm very, very close to people because I go into their homes. I invite them into the private space that I have in Beverly Hills. 
um, and I work with all these celebrities one-on-one, -on -one, I feel like the thing is that people need to realize there's this mystery to celebrities, and I get it. Everybody who has never been around celebrities or lots of different celebrities always, you know, everyone's first question with me is like, oh, what is so-and-so like? And I, oh, I heard so-and-so is a nightmare. And the thing that I think is so crazy is there's not this huge mystery to celebrities like they think. It's really hard nowadays, especially to hide things about celebrities. So with Britney, it drives me crazy that people are acting like she's being held like she's a hostage. Um, you know, we're talking about someone who is visible to the entire world, right? It would be so impossible for people to like hide the fact that Brit Britney is completely miserable, you know? And I think what people are missing out on is when everybody talks about her videos and people will send me her videos on Instagram and they'll be like, Justin, look at this. She looks terrible. Like, or you've got to fix her hair. Or What's going on with Britney? And I'm like, you guys, I think the problem here is, is that we're actually seeing the real Britney now. Everyone's comparing her to 20-year-old Britney when she was always painted up, her hair was all done. And they're like, what happened to her now? And I think that social media is a big part of that problem that it's like, she grew up. Like, we're seeing who she is. You know, um, what are you guys hearing that like you think is like, like questionable? Because to me, the whole thing, it's just, it's so crazy to me. I just, I watch this stuff, the Free Britney stuff, and I'm just like, where, what are these facts? Like, what are people talking about? And if they were real, like a, a serious journalist, like maybe even like, I'm trying to think of who does serious journalism for celebrities. But like at this point, Vanity Fair would have done like a huge article about this and somebody would have gone in but anytime someone gets close to this and they start seeing the facts people are like oh this is a real thing like this is a girl who is lucky to have a family that cares about her um so i don't know i just i don't even know what the arguments are at this i point. guess we we don't know anyone who has gotten relatively close to getting an interview inside like her home and with the permission of her dad since her dad is in charge of like every move she makes so if they were allowed in the house and to have Brittany like sit down with a camera like today, then maybe we would all believe that she's okay. Um, but the fact that she doesn't have control, like she gets $84,000 a year to spend on clothes. Like she, her, in her Instagram yesterday, she was like, my, my wish is to have unlimited, um, designer clothes and it's like Brittany you're Brittany you can have on you could have designer clothes but apparently she is not allowed to have designer clothes because of her father and under this conserv how do you say it? conservatorship I can, conservatorship I can never say it right um I think the question in hand now Justin is is her empire and family and team and father etc so in control so powerful because you know they control Brittany's Britney's empire they can then also control one one could argue that they could then also control the narrative as we've seen in a lot of celebrities of the past you know that's what they're claiming that a lot of these news organizations TMZ most notably are like too in cahoots and friendly with the team around her to to like spread news to allow that the yeah. real yeah. to come out yeah. and then the videos of her are we just heard from someone that was explaining that she can post she can like have make videos for Instagram but they all have to be approved and some of the captions she doesn't even write yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that I can't go into detail, but I can tell you wholeheartedly. I'm doing this because I love you, Ashley, and it's fun. <laughs> You're very and sweet. I really, I really do love Brittany. And here's the thing, a little background on me. People can look into my stuff on Instagram, at Justin Anderson, at Justin Anderson Color. I work with a lot of celebrities. 
I'm known for being super, super private about my relationships with my clients. I'll never talk about people. You know, the furthest I'll go is people always ask about Jennifer Aniston, of course, because she's an icon. And I always say that she's so amazing and she's so nice, but I don't talk about people. And I can say that I like, I'm very close to these people. And what drives me crazy is there's not a lot of secrets in Hollywood. This would be the biggest secret in the world to try and be kept quiet. And I'm... Mm -hmm. I do know for a fact that that is Britney writing her captions. That is Britney making her videos. And when people write things like free Britney, what's wrong with you, Britney, whatever, it's so hurtful to a person like that. This is her outlet now. This is someone who does love praise. She's been praised her whole life. She loves like an applause. She loves people to be like, you're beautiful. You're great. This is her way of getting that on social media. So when all these people go in and they write these terrible things, it hurts a person like Britney. And I know this stuff for a fact. And I just think that people would be really shocked if they kind of got more information into the world. And the reason that it's kept so tight, and I'll tell you this, and I have no problem saying this. You guys have to realize that this free Britney hashtag is making her a lot of money. It's keeping her very relevant. Just mm. recently, she released a song from years ago, and it beat Lady Gaga's song. So yeah. all of this stuff that these people are doing free Britney, it's keeping her very relevant. And I think if there is anyone who's like trying to protect Britney or make a ton of money off of Britney, they love this shit. So keep it going. You know, it's like, it's like there are crazy fans who, you know, keep calling police to show up to her house. They go there. There's nothing going on. Britney wants to be left alone. She wants to put on those outfits. That's how she wants to dress. You know, the smudged makeup. I think deep down, Britney's from like the Nirvana time like she thinks that's kind of edgy and moody and when people look at her like oh my god what's wrong with her what does she look like it's like you guys she's almost 40 years old she's not a young pop star like that is her and I just it really bums me out because I do come from a place of love when it comes to her and trust me I wouldn't even be talking to you guys if I was like oh there's something weird happening this is a big fat hashtag it's just a joke and if you think about it too being around celebrities Okay, let's say right now, let's say I was kind of a shitty person, I didn't care, and I wanted to make a name for myself. I could come on here and make up gossip about certain celebrities, and it could fly. It's so easy to start a rumor in Hollywood. It is so freaking easy. I mean, how many times has Jennifer Aniston been pregnant? Yeah. You know, every yeah. other week, it's like the cover of a magazine says Jennifer Aniston is pregnant. And then when you're around, like, you're around these actual people. I mean, Charlize Theron, another client of mine, she was dating Brad Pitt at one point. And I'm sitting in the chair where she was in my chair when it got announced. And it's like, oh, God, here they go again. <laughs> it's like it's so easy to start a rumor. And I do think the problem with Britney is that if Britney did, if she cared or if she really cared about being famous or wanting to have a massive career, she could come out and be like, hey, you guys, cut it out. This stuff isn't true or whatever. She's not doing it because it's helping her right now. It's keeping her relevant. If she did that and everyone left it alone, she wouldn't release People wouldn't be paying attention to her Instagram. You know what I mean? I, de so it's like I definitely see how it could be damaging to someone who does have a mental illness. If it's true, if Brittany, you know, does is bipolar or something, and she's like t making this outlet on Instagram, like her creative outlet, where she shows off her new outfits and mm -hmm. stuff, and then people are making fun of the way she looks and she thinks she looks cute. So I yeah. definitely think that that's damaging if that is true. And going to the, you know, the the mental illness. I mean, it's something that I don't want to get into. I think that it's very real. But I will say, and this is morbid and I hate even talking about this, but I think that if she did not have a conservative ship, we would not have Britney. 
And so I okay. think that was my are, thought before going into this podcast yeah. as well. And you guys think about it. She it's it would be an Amy Winehouse situation. It's you know, Britney is one of the most famous women in the world, the most recognizable face. People adore her, they love her. And I 100% believe that she is so lucky to have the family that she has. And she knows that. That's why she's not fighting back. I think that deep down, you know, they say that a lot of people will forever be exactly who they were at the pinnacle of their career, right? Mm -hmm. Or the pinnacle of their success. Mm -hmm. And I think that Britney is 17. Yeah. Yeah. I think Britney's 17 years old in her head. And I think that what all these people are doing, it's really, really damaging. And if you're a true fan, let the, let the police, let people, let people find out what's really going on. But if you're a true fan, you just need to heart, 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 love you, Brittany. You look amazing. Hope you're doing well. Cause you're not going to figure it out with a hashtag. If this was serious, it would have been dealt with a long time ago. She would have gone on her Instagram and just literally looked at the camera and been like, help me and push send and put it to her Instagram. It's like, that's why I'm just like, this thing, I do get fired up. And I think it's partly because of coronavirus and lockdown. You know, we're all in our house. And I think everyone's fucking spiraling right now and just mm-hmm. looking for conspiracies. And it just drives me crazy. It's like, cut it out, you guys. There's so many bigger things going on in the world. But I mean, this is fun and it's an interesting conversation. But I think the real conversation here why I even want to talk to you guys is it's like, I think people would be really shocked to realize that Hollywood's not this big myth that everyone thinks it is. It's really hard to keep a secret in Hollywood. It just matters. It just depends if like a publicist says to their client, like, Hey, you got to go address this rumor. You know, we've got to take care of this or whatever. But beyond that, Brittany's sitting at home. She doesn't really understand free Brittany. She doesn't understand what people are talking about. And the rest of the family, it's not a big priority. Why go fight it down? It's just kind of like, okay, cool. Let them all, spiral and talk about it it keeps it relevant and I I just really think that's what it comes down to I think my my thoughts are like it's like well then what about like the me too hashtag it's like if cops would go out and just go figure it out and everyone would just be believed it's like here was this whole movement here was this whole secret in Hollywood that didn't come out till years later you know so yeah, I see that, but that's like big groups of people. And that's my thing too. I mean, I love women. I want women to rule the world. And so like me too, was like a big thing for me. And I was really, really into that, but that was groups of people. And those were secrets that were benefiting other people. When people start comparing those things, I get a little uncomfortable because I'm like, it's not the same. We're talking about one single person. And it's like, you've got to think everyone makes Hollywood such a big deal. It'd be like, okay, I live with my sister. Let's say all of a sudden I decided that I wanted to be in charge of my sister and I wanted to hide her from the world and control her. At some point, like my mom or an aunt of mine or a cousin is going to come expose the whole situation. It's really easy to expose the situation, especially with someone as famous as Britney Spears. It's just not happening. It's not real. I just, I I mean, I'm telling you guys, as far as that goes, like, it's impossible. Oh, I'm super fascinated by your side, your opinion on this, especially since it's the polar opposite of the guests that we just had. And I think it's a great balance and it allows Definitely. people to think more critically about it and what they think is going on. Not that you're right. It's not really our business. Do you, what do you think about Lynn Spears getting all involved right now? Because I think that that was one of the big reasons that it's kind of gotten steam again is because her mom is wanting to take a little bit more, uh, it's trying to get either financial, like financial control. 
I know what you're saying and I love it. And these are like really good questions. We, the one thing that I haven't said yet is we're talking about a family from Louisiana, the middle of Louisiana, right? So yeah. it's like, Ashley, you know, it's like, I know that you're really close with your parents. I'm sure yeah. there's drama within your family that if all of a sudden you were worth a ton of money and you kind of start going off the deep end and your family was um, dealing with it, you guys as a family would get really tight and quiet about how to deal with it. But then let's say your parents divorced and then all of a sudden your mom wanted to have control of Ashley or, you know, there's things that are happening within the family that has come out and people aren't paying attention to it. It's like a parent war, mm. you know, it's not, there's not like, I also, I mean, oh, I wish I could say so much. There's so much to this stuff where it's like, I stand here right now, just be like, honest to God, this is the biggest load of shit in the world. And it's like, but you can't say it because the people around are also like, you have respect for the situation. You know, it's like, I, I, I do know Jamie's Jamie Lynn, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. I can say that I've been with Jamie and I've seen her texting with Brittany. It's, this isn't real. It's really, really fake. And it's like, because the family doesn't want to expose stuff, they don't need to. So it's just kind of like, hopefully it's going to die off. It's not going to die off because the internet has become such a dark, weird place. When they were saying that Lynn was liking um, posts, I remember that, by the way. And that was a long time ago, like the beginning of this stuff, like when it really started coming out. No one understood what Free Britney meant. It literally, like, so people were liking, I was liking shit. I was commenting on it, like, but then once people start realizing what they were saying, everyone's like, oh, wait, this is kind of weird. So it's like all these facts are so, I mean, I was looking at some, somebody sent me this article recently and I was looking at it, it was saying, you know, like even her songs have been saying, have been a cry for help. You know, all of her song lyrics, if you like start to really pay attention to them, like she's wanted to be freed. I'm like, you guys are fucking knuckleheads. She didn't she write, doesn't write that. You know? yeah. and, like, and the other thing to think about her team picked those songs. So it's like, if there's any sort of conspiracy going on here, and I'm not going to go deep into this one, the conspiracy is that, like, they're in on it. They know what's going on. They know what to kind of put out there, you know? It's a conspiracy like, on a conspiracy. Mm, yeah. That's a conspiracy. And then the other thing that I want to say, I feel like people always look at people who are in Hollywood or have any sort of fame, and they just assume that they are the richest people in the world, right? Ashley, I'm sure you can go back to your hometown and people are like, oh my God, Ashley's loaded. She's in Hollywood and oh, she's yeah. been on TV. And you're a different version of it. The thing with Britney, because people are like, you know, when people talk about what Britney's worth, of course she's worth a lot of money. But when you're Taylor Swift or you're Katy Perry and you're writing your own songs, that's money. Yes. Then yes. when things open up, you're making a lot of money. And I, Britney's not making a lot of money anymore. The people who wrote her songs, and unfortunately, she got started. And she got started so young, and probably in bad deals. And you know who's why Taylor Swift is also so rich? Her parents are really freaking smart. They watched yeah. all of her contracts and everything. Again, all of Britney's contracts started when she was super, super young. Her parents were managing her. Like this stuff isn't that hard if you really start paying attention to what it is. Like, come on, like. You know, it's, it's so I don't know when people talk about how much money she's worth. She's never wrote one of her songs, you know, like people who wrote her songs are making a crap load of money. And she was making her money when she was on tour. And I'll tell you this much, when you have a divorce and you have to pay the baby daddy, you she know, pays him 40 grand a month. At least. Yeah, you're paying out a lot of money. Least, so it's yeah. like, and the team is around her being like, hey, Brittany, we know you're a pop star. You know, the biggest deal in the world, but like money runs out. We've all, you know. MC Hammer, huge, no money, went bankrupt. You know, it's really easy to spend money when you're a pop star. So it's like, 
thank God someone's watching her money because Britney would go on a yacht and be like, I want one of these for my pool, you know? <laughs> I mean, my if she wants to spend money, I mean, I, I can relate. I don't even touch my own money. You know, I have my own company and I don't do my own bills. And sometimes that's better when you're a creative person. So people just got to think the whole thing through. But then also, this is just fun for a lot of people. A lot of people, the, the free Britney thing is like, it's fun and it's like chatter and I think people are bored. But yeah, there was a protest today or, or some kind of gathering outside the courthouse that her hearing, her conservatory hearing was at today. And I wonder how many people who are hashtagging Free Britney are actually at that gathering. You know, maybe it's just fun for them while they're on TikTok, but not enough to go out and yeah. protest with each other. That's so, the other thing I is I think I think that the internet makes it seem a lot bigger than it is. Britney has crazy diehard fans. I'm a crazy diehard fan. But if you really start going into it, it's kind of, it's like I was saying earlier, it's like this like weird dark tunnel you start to go down where these people like that love conspiracies and it's fun. Trust me, it's fun to yeah. sit around with your friends and you're like, oh, but what if this is happening? And, oh my God, I heard that this was happening and it's fun. I get it. I'm just here to talk to you guys just being like, it's not real. And, and okay. by the way, if something crazy came out, all of a sudden <laughs> I was like, holy shit, I hope that this gets exposed, whatever it is. But I can honestly say like, I've been around a lot of people that you uh, who are related to this situation and everyone just kind of like rolls their eyes. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. I love the diverse. I, I love it too. Me too. It's so polarizing. I'm, I'm, so in, I'm so into stuff like this where you have two completely different views. But do you think that in any way the conservatorship should be lessened? Because like it does basically say they could pump in whatever drugs they want and they can like physically restrain her and all that. Like, do you think that 12 years after it originated, like it could possibly be lessened? She can get more money every, every year and all that. I mean, of course, for Britney's sake, if that is the situation, of course, for her, and because I'm a fan of her, I want her to be happy. And I hope that she has some freedom, but for a close to 40 year old woman worth millions of dollars for her to be able to be controlled like that, there is a whole team of different doctors at different point, points that are fucking scared to be sued, that are doing the work, seeing what's happening. Like, I think that this is all happening because it needs to happen. And I think that it also scares me that everyone's fighting about this. If it weren't for the family and the conservatorship, I don't think that we would have Brittany. I just, I really, really don't. Yeah, I think, yeah. think about a Marilyn Monroe. It's, there, there's a certain type of personality that becomes famous because they could, they should. You know, anyone that's ever met Britney Spears in person says that when she looks into your eyes, it's like, she's stunning. She's so full of life. She's so sweet. And you can see why she, she's a star just naturally, you know, but that, that also comes with its price. I mean, you look at somebody like Marilyn Monroe, these people who die at such a young age, you know, it's yeah. um, it's a hard life, something that we will never understand. And she, from day one, was never comfortable with it. I mean, go back on her interview. She hated everyone paying attention to her every move. Instagram is so fun for her. She doesn't see anyone. She sits in her house, does a dance, puts down her phone and goes back to whatever she wants. You know, it's like, trust me, if she was supposed to be like out on tour or I can't go into all those details, but like. <laughs> but I, I guess to play devil's advocate, what about like Michael Jackson? Like he had a doctor overseeing everything that went into his body and he basically drugged him to death. 
Yeah, but remember that was Michael Jackson asking for it. I remember Michael Jackson was saying that he wanted more. He wasn't under a conservatorship. And I think that somebody like Michael Jackson, those worlds are tied together and people look at that situation and they don't want that to happen. I think Britney mm-hmm. is so freaking protected and I'm thankful that she's protected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for this thank you perspective. So I so honestly cool. can't wait to just go in and dig do a little more digging myself like after hearing both of these perspectives because they are so polar opposite i can see both too like i can be here i I, I can honestly be here and not at both yeah yeah. i just don't know we don't know these people the thing that really hit me justin was when you said if ashley got like hella hella famous rich and our parents got a divorce there would obviously (laughs) be a tug a pull you know like that's that's family drama at its core there's family drama, and the reason that a lot of things aren't talked about is because you don't want your family drama to be aired. And then I do 100% believe that we all know there's um, a mental illness going on here. And I think that we're talking about a girl. I love Brittany. This is in no way making fun of her, but I do think that she's kind of stuck at a certain point in her life. And I think that, you know, there are some people who can't take care of themselves. And so I don't know. I just. I don't know. I still don't even like, what are people saying though? That they're like, <laughs> it's just an interesting oh thing. I try so, so there's so much. Yeah. All right. Well, Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Everything has been fascinating. I've been so enthralled for the past hour and 42 minutes. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for being thank open to doing this. On. Thanks for coming Love on. You. Please make sure that it's in there that like, I honest to God, come with a pla- come from a place of love. Like I yes. love Brittany. I also love the fact that her fans are standing up for her. I just come from a place of being around a lot of Hollywood people in different circles. I just think that rumors get spread so fast and people need to realize that it's not that secret. But please everyone know that like I come from a place of love and if these fans are doing the work that needs to be done, I hope that it's done. I just don't really believe it. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Well, right. there you go. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 I don't get it. Podcast.